The road we're on is paved in Garth. Come along on the journey. As we explore Garthology. Think of it more as a conversation. I like that. So if this is truly a conversation, then I say let the conversation begin. Hey guys, it's Deb. And I'm Pete. And I'm Jess. Welcome back to another episode of Garthology. For Season 2, Episode 22, we are going to continue discussing our very favorite Garth Brooks and Trisha Yearwood duets. Let's go over to Jess for her second favorite pick. Okay, my next pick is Wild as the Wind. Yeah, so often he gets straight look in his eye. She knows how to hold him without ever asking why. Wild as the wind, wild as the wind is, wild as the wind is. Wild as the Wind was off of the Double Live album. It was written by Pete Wasner and Charles John Quarto. This is a great story song in the vein of like, she's in love with the boy or that old wind. It tells the story of Johnny, who's an outlaw or rebel type, and Rosie, the girl who steals his heart, and about them making their way through life together. The line, she brings him home in the way that angels do, always reminds me of cowboys and angels. Like she's that tether for him that he needs and the thing that kind of keeps him linked to everything else. I love the pace of this song. It's not really slow or fast. It has a very deliberate pace, if that makes sense. And it's just a unique sound to me that I notice every time I hear the song. It sounds different to me than anything else. I also always take note of how Trisha's voice takes the high part on the chorus, on the wild as the wind refrain, because oftentimes Garth's taking the higher note if you really listen when they harmonize. They always blend well together, but I particularly enjoy that harmony moment on this song. The first time I heard the song, Why Ain't I Runnin', I thought of a line from this song that says, every so often he gets a stray look in his eye and she knows how to hold him without ever asking why. Both songs are talking about that inexplicable connection with someone that makes you want to stay when you wouldn't with anybody else. And so they always, I don't know, they kind of come to my mind as a pair. When I hear one of them, I always kind of think of the other song. Musically in the song, I like the little upbeats. After the refrain of Wild as the Wind in the chorus, it's like Wild as the Wind and it da-dun at the end of each refrain. From a composing standpoint, I thought that that was brilliant. People can, you know, write lyrics all day long and that's impressive enough to me and crazy talented, but people who create music are something else, something otherworldly. To, to create a song is just an exceptional talent. You know, I can hum something and you know, probably have made it up. But certainly it to me when I when I just hum something and try to pull it out of thin air, it, I feel like it's just a blend of a bunch of songs I've heard before. It's not anything original. So when I hear something that's new, that's really different, I'm always kind of blown away by that people who can just pull a, a melody out of nowhere. 
this song really feels kind of mm, not like a movie soundtrack, but it's very epic and grand to me. It's just big, especially in the the last third of it. And I enjoy that, like something that sounds like it could be a score from a movie or a, a show or whatever. And then at the end, we get this really big vocal moment from Trisha that I would argue is as free as she's ever been on an album cut, aside from maybe Shameless, which we talked about, like that was very different from her because she just doesn't usually cut loose on the album like that. And so I love that moment at the end. And then that's followed by a little riff from Garth. And then they harmonize again on the final refrain. And it just comes together as an all around beautiful song. What do you think about it, Pete? I love, love, love the song and the story so, so much. I feel that this song, it really, really showcases their their voices so well together. The instrumental background, it really allows them to sing free and not be overtaken by the instruments. And, you know, just kind of to jump to where you say that they finished the song out. The way that the two of them end the song, it's really something special. And the fact that it was released on the double live uh, anniversary edition, like where it's live and the way that they just go full out to end it. Damn, it's so good. <laughs> I do. I love the story of the song. It, it's always one that like when it comes on, you just listen. You just listen. Yeah. What about you, Aunt Deb? Well, I'm actually going to start my review going back on something I said earlier in this episode. You know, I said earlier that... When they put out a duet album, I'm now going to say when, because I believe it will happen. <laughs> I want them to do all new songs, except that one. Now I'm going to say except for two, because this song, I want a studio version of this song. It's great on Double Live, and I love it so much, but I want to hear that studio sound that you get with those headphones that you put on and you just hear Trisha hit those perfect notes. That's true. So they can go ahead and include yeah. this on the duet too. I'm okay with that. <laughs> it's all right with me. You have dubs okay. Just get it done, guys. Get it done. Just do, do it. it. Just listen yeah. to me. I know what I'm talking about. Okay. So going back to Wild as the Wind. <laughs> so I feel like in this that Garth and Trisha are pushing each other to be better. You know, he goes up and hits a note and then Trisha just fires back even higher and more perfect. So he has to meet her again, and they just keep leading each other to places I don't think either of them would go without the other there beside them. Like, I just don't think they would. Yeah. And so that's what makes them such great duet partners. To strive to be as good as the other person makes them both better. And that's what I love about this song. That's what stands out for me. Me too. Okay, we are over to song number five, and that's going to be Pete. What do you have for us with your second favorite? Yeah, my second favorite duet from the dynamic duo is Whiskey to Wine. Wine and fine. He's handsome, romantic, but the problem is dammit. After you, it's like going from whiskey to wine. From whiskey to wine. 
Whiskey to Wine was written by Garth Brooks, Brian Kennedy, and Wynn Varble. It was released off the Gunslinger album in 2016. He and Trisha first sang it together on stage at the Ryman in September of 2016 before the album was released. Whiskey to Wine is a ballad that finds two ex-lovers that admit to each other that their current love is just not as powerful as theirs was when they were together. Some say it is a love song, but Garth said in an interview that it is a love song that you have never, ever heard before. A love song from left field. This song just melts me every time I hear it. This is a country love song if there ever was one. Like, this song has it. Garth said that this one will play tribute to the likes of Wynette and Jones, Loretta Lynn and Conway, and he set very high standards for this song in my eyes. He met and or exceeded it with this one. And what did that? Like, what exceeded those expectations? It's simple. It was Trisha. Like, Trisha took this song to where it is. We talk about it all the time, how good she could sing. We talk about it over and over again. But I don't know that there's anybody else who can hold notes like she can. She doesn't wait for the music to bring her along with it. Like, she says, all right, let's go. Keep up with me if you can. And I think that this song really showcases that for her. I love how they reference each other as whiskey. It's fun. It's outgoing and always a great time. But then, you know, wine, it's it's just flavored and it's there. And so I think the way that they talk about the current relationships that they're in and and how they were whiskey and, you know, now they're with wine. I think it's a good way to kind of it tells a good story. Man, Jess, you mentioned it already. And like, this is a great example of it. People who could write songs, right? Write lyrics and tell stories. That is so, that's a great example. Like, I could barely tie my shoes the correct way. Like, who's going to be able to come up with stuff like that and make such a great story or or song out of it? And then when they go back in the party and they know that they're going to go from whiskey to wine, like, you're just like, oh, you always hope that they're going to go from wine to whiskey, but they can't change the title at the end of the song. So I guess it is what it is. And Deb, what's your feelings on this one? I love this because it's such a great old time country feel on this one, which I've said in the past, you know, I, I grew up on that kind of country. And so I love that. To be honest, I'm shocked that this isn't a cover song of one from the past that maybe Johnny Cash and June Carter Cash or that George Jones and Tammy Wynette. I'm surprised that this didn't come from one of those couples, that it was actually a newer Mm -hmm. song that had been written, you know, in in the current time, you know, I mean, relatively current times, because the feel of it is more that old time country, I think, than most any other song Garth and Trisha have done together. To me, this is the most country of their duets, at least so far. Yeah, I'm I'm still holding out hope there could be more. <laughs> um, so, yeah, that's what sticks out for me in this is it's such a great story. And I mean, I would be heartbroken if I was considered wine. (laughs) Could you imagine going through life, finding out that you were the wine in the whiskey to wine (laughs) like that? I always kind of feel bad for the other the other two people like, oh, but at the same time, I kind of understand that these two people in this song, they can't stay together. You know, they're they love too hard. It it's too difficult. And so they have to pull back. And so I get that. But at the same time, how do you want to live your life? Do you want to have that really tough love that's so deep? Or would you rather just skate through? So something to think about. Yeah. 
So Jess, what do you think of Whiskey to Wine? Well, I love this song and I feel better about it than The Call, <laughs> even though, I, again, it's it's a sadder one of their duets. But, you know, Garth says this one was more of just a what if, like at the time that they were looking at the song or writing the song, like what if, you know, he said you have to put yourself outside of your your current relationship, like things were happy with him and Trisha, but he was like, what if we couldn't make it? What if things hadn't worked out? And so I can deal with the what if better than the call where it was actually like things were in question at the time. So sad song, but a little a little easier to swallow for me personally. Pete, I have to ask, what what's with picking the most depressing duet, bud? <laughs> Both of these songs are great, but Maybe dang. I'm going through a phase in my life. I don't know. <laughs> Maybe I just like those ones. I'm not sure. (laughs) These are the rough ones. (laughs) He's an emotional boy. Yeah, I'm showing my emotional side. (laughs) Chicks dig that. All right. I'll dig. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I love the song. It was a good pick. I love the comparison in the song from going from one relationship to the other, going from whiskey to wine. Like you're getting a lesser version or a watered down version of what you had before. Lyrically, that was brilliant. You know, we talked about just the amazing ability of the lyricists who work on songs like this. And I had the same notes as Deb about the traditional country sound. This is a very, very traditional sound, and the instrumentation in it is very traditional. There's lots of good sustained harmony, but it's like a vibrato sound when they harmonize and kind of hold out those long notes. My favorite line in the song is when Trisha sings, he's handsome, romantic, but the problem is, damn it, after you, it's like going from whiskey to wine. There's something in her inflection in the phrase, damn it, that catches my ear every time. And I don't know what it is, if it's conviction or just a candidness, but I love that part. It's it's just who knows why, but it catches my ear every time I listen to it. And the final line, and I hope it's not showing that we're walking and knowing that we're going from whiskey to wine. That always makes me think of in another's eyes because there's a couple of lines in there. One, it says they don't realize and I pray they never do. And the other one that says, and what they don't see, Lord is killing me. Because in both songs, there's a sense of a secret just between these two people in the song and something that even their current partners aren't aware of. And it's just a sad, nostalgic kind of feeling. And if that doesn't make for a good get you in your gut country song, then I don't know what does. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, that does it for Whiskey to Wine. Let's go over to Deb for her next duet. My second duet choice is Shallow. Shallow was written by Lady Gaga, Mark Ronson, Anthony Rosamondo, and Andrew Wyatt. It was originally written for Lady Gaga and Bradley Cooper for the movie A Star is Born. Garth and Trisha's version was released on Garth's Fun album, which was released in November of 2020. And I'm not sure if I'm remembering this correctly, but I think a fan actually asked them to do the duet. 
And then they did mm-hmm. their right. CBS show. They were doing a CBS show and somebody requested yeah. that they did it because it was they were taking requests. And um, thank God she did. Right. Right. And then it ended up on an album. And they were like, wow. That's amazing. Yeah. I love that. So obviously one of the reasons why I picked Shallow is it is my favorite Garth and Trisha duet to date because we're not done yet. But as of right now, as of this moment that we're recording this episode, it's my favorite. And remember how I mentioned earlier in this episode to listen to all of these on headphones? Well, if you haven't yet, I'm saying you must listen to Shallow using headphones. It's a must. Trisha is sublime. It is such a different sound. It's unbelievable. Yes. She's another level in the recording of this song. And I thought, well, it doesn't get any better than that. And then I got to hear them sing it live in Las Vegas for the recent stadium show. And I honestly only text Jess three letters. O-M-G. There was nothing that I don't, I don't think, and I mean, we've talked before, I've seen a lot of Broadway shows, I go to a lot of concerts, I love live singing. It's a passion of mine. I don't think I've heard a human be more perfect in a moment than Trisha Yearwood was when she came out and sang this song. It was phenomenal. And I'm not kidding. I love Garth Brooks. You all know I love Garth Brooks. But he can step aside when it comes to this song. There is no reason for any human to have to stand next to Trisha Yearwood when she is singing Shallow. So, yeah, I, I kind of like this one a little bit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> just a little, just, just a, little a tiny bit. little bit. So, Jess, do you have anything to add? Mm, well, I'm so envious that you guys got to hear this one live, and I still haven't got to hear it live, but I'm going to try to keep my envy in check and just give my thoughts on the song. Um, I love that. It's a little bit obviously different than the original version, but I I like that they made it their own, but it's not so different that you don't recognize it either. I think that in order to be country, it needed the little tweaks that you do hear in the song. But it does have some very non-traditional instrumentation for country music. So even in their version, there's like some violin in there. And that's not, you know, normally in country music, we would hear fiddle. You wouldn't hear violin. But the way it's played, it's definitely violin. And then there's some kind of harsher electric guitar, but it all works and blends together perfectly. Um, And like you said, their vocals are on point and perfect for the song. I would expect no less, but I can (laughs) only imagine live how amazing it was because I, I almost always prefer their live music. I almost always prefer anybody's live music if they're talented enough to perform without (laughs) <laughs> auto-tune and stuff like that, which I've heard Garth and Trisha enough live. I know that they, you know, are fine. They're they're going to do okay. And I don't have to worry about that. But, you know, you and I have been friends for a long time, Deb. Well, Pete and I too now. But you know that I love live music like you do. All the shows, all the concerts, all the things have a lot to compare it to. And there's not a lot of people who are as vocally spot on as they are just even acapella, like they can just sing with no background, nothing to match to and just still be pitch perfect, which is crazy. Because there's people I love who are amazing artists who can't sing without a mic in their ear. 
to get the right pitch or, you know, or there's too much feedback or whatever to be able to do that. So it's an amazing talent and they always blow me away with that. So again, not harping on too much about the live version (laughs) since you guys have heard it and I haven't, but obviously it's a great song regardless, lyrically, melodically, it's brilliant, but not everyone could have pulled this off. It was such a fresh hit for Lady Gaga and Bradley Cooper still at the time that Garth and Trisha decided to do it coming right off of A Star is Born. I think anyone daring to tackle this beast needed the chops to pull it off. And obviously Garth and Trisha have those, both vocally and just, you know, the amount of charisma and stage presence that they have. But I think in studio live, it was going to be brilliant anyway, just because it's the two of them singing it. And I love Trisha, you know, I love Trisha. So she, her voice is insane. And I don't think anybody's going to get up there and do the song better than her. But I think in general, too, as a duet, this song is always going to lean toward the female vocal because it's just it has those huge moments for the female part. So Garth does amazing, too. And we love Garth. And he was, you know, he was perfect in his part of it. But I do think it sets up the the female vocal. Which is understandable when you consider because it was written for Lady Gaga and Brantley Cooper, who isn't a singer. So, yeah, I I agree completely. They wrote this with them in mind. And it just so happened that once you take two really good singers and have them sing it, then the male part is just standing to the side. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. This is one I I just I just have to say I'm just hoping to see in the future. I have my fingers crossed that at my next Garth show, they're still keeping it on the set list. I feel like it might stick around for a while. Like, I think this one's going to probably stay in the set list. So fingers crossed for me and for all of you who haven't gotten to see a live show yet. And and for all you Nashville people who, you know, probably would have gotten to see this one and, and the show's coming up. I hope we all get to hear it live very soon. Yes. We could just add it to Deb's I want list. <laughs> could you? I, I want this to stay a part of the show forever. Yes. <laughs> what do you think about it, Pete? Do you have anything to add? Yeah, Shallow for sure is a top five duet from them for me. Uh, I knew it was special when they performed it on their live CBS during the off time. I just didn't know how much further this song was going to go with them, being that it was so fresh to Cooper and Lady Gaga. And I mean, listen, they were great with it, but I don't like what do they feel like now? Like this song was literally taken out from underneath them. And then it, in my opinion, was just made so much better with Trisha and Garth. I don't know, like that's got to be rough, but whatever, they did good. So listening to it live in Vegas, it literally made the hair on my arm stand up for what we could hear was the entire song. It was crazy because when Trisha came out, you couldn't hear like the first part of the song because everybody was screaming for Trisha. And I'm trying to tell these people, 70,000 people to shut up so we could hear her sing. But I'm one of the ones screaming that she's coming out. Like, I'm trying to do both and I can't. And then I just, I'll just start over. Let's just hear it from the beginning. But unbelievable. And, you know, we talked about like Garth on this one, kind of just standing back. When she came out, she took over. He just walked away, played the guitar, and then met back up with her towards the end of it. I, I The Cooper and the Gaga, I think that they did great with the song. You know, I mean, I listen to country music and when they had sung it, when Garth and Trisha sung it on the CBS uh, special, I went back and listened to the original song and I, I really loved it. I was like, that's a great song. You know, a lot of people could probably try to cut this in a duet and 
I think it found its way at the right home with Trisha and Garth. And I'm happy to hear that, you know, there's rumor it's going to come out on Trisha's album. I think that this one belongs on her album. So I, I like that. And I definitely do think that this will go down as one of the best duets that they ever do, ever. All right. That wraps up our discussion of some of our favorite Garth Brooks and Trisha Yearwood duets. So Garthologists, what are some of your favorite Garth and Trisha duets? Be sure and let us know on any of our social media accounts. Check out our website for links to articles we've discussed on past episodes, as well as other bonus material. And remember to hit subscribe on our podcast on your podcast platform of choice. Do you listen to Garthology on Apple Podcasts? If so, stop by there now and give us a rating and write up a quick review to let us know how we're doing and to encourage others to listen. And be sure and share us on any Garth Brooks Facebook groups that you are in by posting about us or sharing one of our posts there. Help your friends in low places become Garthologists too. Yes, and speaking of friends in low places, you can find us at our social media sites. Facebook, we're at facebook.com backslash GarthologyCast. And if you are on Instagram and or Twitter, you can find us at GarthologyCast there. Please make sure that you like, tweet, retweet, share, whatever it is that you can for anything that we post. It definitely helps us get the word out and we appreciate the support and the interaction. Be sure to tune in to our next episode of Garthology, where we'll be bringing you our brand of analysis on the first five songs off of the classic rock cover album from the Blame It All On My Roots box set. That will be season two, episode 23, which will be available on your podcast platform of choice on September 7th. Until then, this has been season two, episode 22 of Garthology, and I'm Deb. I'm Pete. And I'm Jess, and we'll see you guys next time. Bye. Bye, everybody. Bye, y'all. Most of them, I would say, I was trying to think. Oh. Right on you. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> of course, my alarm's going to go off during like. <laughs> I was like, dang it. I was hoping it'd be while one of you guys were talking. Now over to Pete, right? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. That's why. Because I was thinking it was my song and I was like, oh, now I don't know who to pass Maybe. it over to. <laughs> Y'all, my brain is not working as well these days. You have baby brain. I really do.